0: Do they make fat man drinks? It's oh, just great. like gravy, <laughs> gravy and alcohol.
1: I think <laughs> you need to patent that right now.
0: <laughs> sausage, sausage, gravy, and vodka. Mixed. Give me
1: a whiskey gravy <laughs> out of the box. <laughs>
2: For the website nerdappropriate.com It is a Sunday evening due to scheduling conflicts for us today But uh, how are you guys doing?
0: Good, how are you guys? Radical Fantastic hey, radical. Doing good, doing good Sweet
3: It's Father's Day I've been
0: traveling Day. a whole lot Yeah, it is Father's Day Sunday, Father's Day I actually didn't get to see my dad today But my dad, I'm in. Um, I'm actually on the West Coast now I've Woo! joined Team, Team Hillary for about a week. <laughs> and then um, I'm going back to the East Coast for a little bit. But I saw my dad yesterday because uh, he came up to this wedding that I was in.
2: Oh, did he come? And, That's
0: awesome. Uh, yeah, he came. Both my parents That's came. Awesome. Excellent. Um, which was pretty cool. I'm not, I don't think I've ever seen them in California. So it was really surreal yeah. to like kind of roll up <laughs> and be like, oh, my parents are in California. This is bizarre. <laughs> um, so that was cool. But um, you guys – no, none of you guys got to see, do any of you get to see your dads for father's day mm, i did not know no i called no. i called yeah i no. called too good yeah well we love our dad yeah dads are so
1: what's cool. been
0: going on Other uh than daddy
1: w- daddy love man i was gonna ask you if you had any stories to tell based on your recent events oh yeah, or any stories you wanted to yeah, tell, yeah. i guess <sighs> oh <laughs> well, i can
0: i can tell um one in person but <laughs> one will one will not be on the podcast for that's um, fine i will be ostracized by many many people if i tell the story of what happened <laughs> to me but let's just say um anyone scott you've played saints row 2 right
1: <laughs> no i haven't i've only played the third one.
0: Oh yeah saints row the third sorry and, yes, and like i have there are a couple there are a couple weapons from that game that surfaced oh in a, a particular bachelor party that I was oh a part of. Oh my
1: god. Uh-oh. So
0: I'll kind of leave that one up to your imaginations. That's ridiculous. It was um it was pretty uh unique. It was a unique yeah. life experience. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I kind of um, well, you know,
2: I kind of assumed that if you were going to be at one of those bachelor parties it would be this one that you're at or we're at.
0: Yeah, you know and I was the I was the best man, so I was supposed to like plan oh, all of this. But I don't know anything. Well, I know a little bit, but I don't know a whole lot about San Francisco. So a lot of the guys that live up here um, planned the events of the bachelor party, and I was totally cool with that. Yeah. So I just kind of rolled with the punches. Um, and wow, did I experience some new things in life! <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, there's oh, a man. lot to do
4: in San Francisco. Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So all I'm going to say is Saints Row the Third. Look at the uh, weapon. Look at the weapons listing online, and use your imagination and oh, come a on, couple man. of. <laughs> awesome, Barnajar was not one of them, by the way.
1: <laughs> it's like they say, uh, man, YOLO, 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 oh, YOLO yeah. forever. Yeah, man. for real. <laughs> <YOLO>. <laughs> that word is banned
0: from our
2: podcast.
1: It should oh, I know. be from here on out. It, it should is. be it's banned amazing. from every podcast.
0: It is. Um, and other than that, I've just been traveling a lot. Um, I'm for those of you who know a little bit about California. I'm currently I'm podcasting from. Um, Pleasanton. You know where that is Hillary? That's
3: it's in kind the, of the
0: East Bay. Yeah it's kind of the boonies-ish. It's kind of like um, about I don't know 40 minutes from the city and then the wedding was like in Vallejo which is like about a little over an hour. So you know a lot of driving back and forth but it's been a lot of fun. Um, we got to go into the city for a bit and bum around and Enjoying it. So adventures are always good.
1: Awesome. Excellent. Let's do the rundown. 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 So we're going to talk about an update to the Xbox app for mobile. Um, We're going to talk about Comic-Con. We're going to talk about a sneaky internet rumor about Mass Effect 3 multiplayer. Um, Another sneaky internet rumor about plans for the next generation Xbox. Um, We're going to talk about more Xbox quote 720 news about a potential lineup. And then uh, Dead Space. And then we're going to review Lollipop Chainsaw, Spirit Camera as part of our summer game pile. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Kingdoms of Amalur. We're also going to maybe talk a little bit about Hunger Games, since I think Matt made it to the end of Hunger yeah. Games. And then uh, let's see here. Our question of the week is, in honor of Father's Day, did you grow up with a gaming slash nerdy dad? If so, what games or movies did your dad play growing up? That's a great Sweet. question. It is a great question you guys came up with it combined I took
0: bits and pieces of what people told me and created a question. So I did not come. My up question here.
4: was, yeah, my question had nothing to do with that. So I think you're lying. <laughs> oh,
0: I'm just okay. trying to give you guys credit here. Just let
2: it happen. <laughs> I did not send you a question. So I know that it's not. me. Shut, oh, okay. All right. So I came up with it.
0: I'm awesome. Let's just move on.
1: <laughs> oh my <God>. So <laughs> hey, What have
0: you been up to
4: um, let's see. I've been working a lot and, um, getting ready for a big international trip that I'm taking to Asia, which that's I'm pretty exciting. excited about. I leave soon. And, um, yeah, I went to a crab cat function last night, which is pretty fun. And awesome. let's see what else. Um, I have a friend that's kind of really big in social media and hopefully they'll be giving me some tips. So I'm on a learning process right now.
0: How do you achieve like perfection
4: in social media,
0: yeah. Like what? What? <laughs> what? What tips is she going to give you?
4: Um, I don't know. That's why I'm getting some tips. <laughs> <laughs> cool. No, I, I think I think it's about you know opening up um, a public conversation and creating a community and you know really getting you know the the conversation around things that you love, your interests, and you know cool. hopefully learning learning from each other.
0: Oh, excellent! That's great that she's doing
1: that.
4: Yeah, it's awesome. I'm pretty excited. Very
1: cool. Just the tips. Ah, there oh. we go. I Ooh. was
4: waiting
1: for it. Oh. A... <laughs> just dun, dun, the tips.
0: Uh... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Scott, what have you been doing other than drinking? <laughs> because... <laughs>
1: uh, well, I mean, it's not like I just was drinking. I mean, I, I did eat in between the drinking, but um, I, let's see what have what? I been doing this weekend. I, I You missed that part. I, I've had a couple of drinks earlier in the day. And, uh, <laughs> I approve. I, I probably, I, I nerd approved I piled some dinner on top of that, so it's not like I'm just fresh off the uh off the bar or anything but uh, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of gaming, which is nice awesome uh, I'm jealous. doing a lot doing a lot of writing at work and and that's pretty much it man unfortunately oh i saw um I saw John Carter last night. you guys seen that one that I John carter it was just poorly marketed
2: I... and actually a decent movie
1: yeah, oh, i agree with you on that. <laughs> I think no, not a decent movie. I, here's the thing: I think that there are a lot of plot lines that are sort of intermingled and not not really explained all too well. And yes. then I think like some of the more interesting plot lines kind of get buried for the action, and then kind of fall by the wayside. And I think I think maybe that was the the flaw of the movie. In addition to like you know nobody going to see it, but it was like a, like a good action movie. I thought it was like nice to look at and fun to watch. So mm. awesome. I don't know that's that yeah
4: i don't know it's
1: not a fan yeah i mean it it was kind of a mess but i I thought i mean i thought more could have been done with it or they could have made more or something i don't know
4: the best the best characters in it were the aliens the 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 human uh, human type aliens or the human type martians or whatever not as interesting as the i don't know what they're called but the big aliens i thought that that storyline was was pretty cool
1: yeah, cool. but there was just a lot going on in the movie. It was, it was really confusing. I think they could have done a better job, like yeah. with exposition. Matt, what have you been doing? Uh, I started a new job this week. That's pretty awesome. Awesome!
3: Yay!
2: And uh, I've awesome. been hesitant to talk about it, but I did, and it's been uh, tiresome. It's been a lot of work. So I did yeah, like yeah. training for the first few days, and it was very not normal schedule for me, which means like being up at six a.m. and working Mm -hmm. until 6 p.m. or whatever and there's never fun my train rides like a little longer now so it's just like I'm i'm just trying to adjust and be used to it but um but that's going pretty well otherwise and i told you guys about a ridiculous picnic i went to this weekend and i read the uh hunger games in its entirety cool so awesome
4: exciting very cool yeah so, i have not well, been gaming uh,
2: like
0: at all it's weird like zero gaming and i feel weird well it's a weird it's a weird time because if you're not i mean there's there are a few titles that have been trickling out but yeah but um, you know it is it is the summer game pile time you, you so know if you're not working on that you know that, what's
2: crazy is melissa was like not harping on me but you know like she, i was gonna i was gonna buy a <laughs> new game i was gonna buy a new game and she's like really don't you have a ton like can you sell some of them first or something and i'm like oh yeah i'll, I'll clear out the old games i don't that i'm not gonna ever play again And I opened up my drawer. I have one of those Ikea TV things and it's like a drawer full of games. I open up the drawer and I start going through them. I have like 30 unplayed games like that. I have not even started (gasps) just sitting in the drawer and I was like, oh my God. Because they're all games that I've just bought over the past like two years probably whenever they were clearance or on sale or something. I would just pick them up and and have them but –
1: yeah dude well we got to blow through gears of war, what? Gears of war 3 what yeah, there you go i
2: got i have too many to list but i have just an insane amount of games to play.
1: well that one's next we're gonna do that I still one because I'm,
2: I'm near the end even though i'm annoyed with it nice you cool. hated that game it just <laughs> it's 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 it, it really is <laughs> it's like truth. a good game it's just tedious it's really tedious so yeah
4: all I have to say is he's the worst bodyguard ever. Yeah, he
2: kind of is. He keeps losing <laughs> them over and over and over again.
4: I know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Poor Max Payne. Oh my so, Hillary, God. did you say what you've been – or are we all – yeah, you did? Everybody? Everybody, well all talk? Yeah.
3: Yeah, we did. I just – I have it. to say
4: my entire weekend revolved around skinny girl drinks. So, skinny girl margaritas, <laughs> skinny girl sangrias, saw, skinny girl
2: Cosmos. I saw – yeah. is that like a vodka brand or something? What, what is that, skinny –
4: no, so so one of the chicks on um, the the real Housewives of New York City, she kind of branched off of that and started her own um, like fitness stuff, like books and videos, I think, and she just kind of started developing herself as like a a, a healthy living type person, and she developed this this drink line that's like low calories, low carb, and um, she started off with margaritas, and then it just like picked up in success, and now she's got all kinds of different like wine and. Um, yeah. Ready to ready-made like cocktails, oh. and it, it's pretty cool. I mean, they taste really good, and you don't have to feel quite as guilty when you're drinking
2: a skinny girl drink. <laughs> except, except <laughs> I have to feel kind of weird if I'm drinking a skinny girl drink.
0: Yes.
4: I don't know. Dave was drinking the. He didn't even realize that he was drinking the um, skinny girl feel like, sangria, and he was like, "This is really good." I'm like, "Oh, that's good." I feel honey.
0: like every week,
2: <laughs> every week we learn a little bit more about Dave and. <laughs> i know. I cannot
0: i cannot wait to hang out with him in july i'm really excited yeah, about this he, he's, Did, he's multi-faceted i'm excited do they make fat man drinks it's oh, just crazy. like gravy yeah. gravy and alcohol <laughs> <laughs>
1: like,
0: give drinks. me the the fat man drink
1: it's like, i think wah, you need wah, to patent wah. that right now p.s there you go it's like,
0: like <laughs>
3: mudslides white. <and> like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> sausage, sausage gravy, and vodka. Mixed. Give
1: me a whiskey gravy <laughs> on the
0: rocks,
4: I, I want some bacon vodka. Yeah,
0: oh, uh, I think that exists. I would not be surprised.
4: Yeah, there's like bacon
0: Christmas, everything right now.
4: I know. For Christmas, I actually got in my stocking, um, bacon flavored syrup for coffee.
1: Oh, oh, oh my god. I am
4: about it. I'm a little afraid of it. Not yeah. just. It's breakfast
1: same. in a cup. Yeah. Oh, bacon. Yeah. Bacon coffee. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. (laughs) It's the best part of waking up. News! Okay. If anyone has tried out the Xbox companion app on Windows 8, you'll notice that there's some functions built in that allow you to connect to your Xbox if you're on the same wireless network and browse content and launch applications and control the Xbox well. Um, Just after E3... They updated the Xbox apps on both iOS and Android to have the same functionality, which is pretty cool. So now, um, in addition to doing things like seeing your friends list and um, browsing like sort of Xbox.com content, you can um, use your phone as a remote control for the Xbox and use it to like check achievements and launch content, which is uh, super cool. And I think uh, really what this is, is it's sort of like um a setup or like a precursor to what's eventually going to be smart glass probably later this year, which is very so, so awesome. Cool. So I downloaded cool. this does it work well? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, sorry. Good man. I
2: downloaded this. Uh <laughs> does it just recognize when your Xbox is on or something
1: or I think I think what you do is um once you launch the app, you flip over a couple of pages and then um there's a button that says connect to Xbox. And I think if your phone and your Xbox are on the same wireless network or like how the Roku or something remote like works. That, yeah, it's just like the Roku remote, um, except that it does a little bit more in terms of like if you're watching a video, it'll give you the time position in the video. I haven't really looked at it while actually playing a game, huh. um, but there's a lot of. It seems like there's a lot of functionality built to it that's really cool, um, and I, I really do think it's a setup for Smart Glass because I saw, I was looking at some screenshots for Dance Central 3, and I saw one of the screenshots was like a, a picture of a cell phone with like a track list in it, so you can like browse through songs uh. and like. Launch the next song you want to play and stuff like that. So I really think cool. that's the start start of Smart Glass, which is really exciting. So cool. Kind of curious to see what happens with that. Yeah.
0: So
1: um, cool. I have a question. Yeah, yeah.
4: So, so you know how when you're online on Xbox and you can see what your friends are playing and what yeah. level they're on or what you know if what style they're playing, what level, whatever. Yeah, I keep um, on friends you, all the time. Yeah, I mean it's fun to stalk friends, right? Yeah. <laughs> but have you ever? Absolutely. I don't know. It could be just me, but when I'm trying to, like, get through a game fast, like, let's say, you know, I'm I'm not a bad player, but, like, sometimes I'll admit it. I'll take it down to casual once in a while. Yeah, I'm okay, always yeah. fearful. Yeah, I'm you always sure? fearful that someone can see that.
1: So. <laughs> I don't think so, because I think the, st- the statuses for the games are controlled by the, the game makers. So um, mm-hmm. your actions in the game, I think I think those messages are generated by the title itself, so it's really hard to say. Um, it really, I I think it's just a matter of whether or not that was programmed in, but I don't think I'm looking at it now. I don't think if you look at friends, I think it just says what they're doing. It's not like when you're actually Mm -hmm. in the Xbox, it tells them like where you are, where they are in the game. Yeah. Browsing the, so,
4: you know, you know how Google is, is setting up their new, um, I don't know, I guess it's just integrated to Google with, with when you have Google plus, so you can see, um, kind of what your friends are searching for. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this, but yeah. basically if you're, if you're like Hawaii and then like all of your Google Plus friends can comment on that or send you links or whatever. They're trying to do that do you... in
1: Bing as well. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It actually, through it Facebook. might be Bing that I'm thinking it's of. It's through Facebook. Yeah. I think yeah. it's Bing. Okay. No, no, no <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> that, the whole The whole social searching. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm too many skinny girls yeah uh-huh um so yeah so <laughs> do you think <laughs> yeah um do you think that maybe with you know this new xbox app that potentially if let's say someone's watching something specific on hulu um do you think that they'll it'll become a social thing you know maybe you'll comment on it like oh yeah that was a great Mad Men episode or yeah that saturday night live was amazing
1: yeah i think
0: I don't, so i don't I know do. I mean, it makes sense. It would, and also that if you, if you have that sort of integration, it'll, um, probably prompt other people to use that app as well because they'll want to feel included. So Mm -hmm. I, I don't particularly like, I have my Netflix settings and stuff, um, changed so people can't see what i'm watching yeah. not that mm-hmm. i sit there and watch like skinamax all the you time do. but i do watch a lot of like really messed up documentaries and if people watched <laughs> it's like why is he watching like you know nuremberg trials 18 times what's wrong with him? <laughs>
4: yeah
0: um what's his I,
4: obsession with nazis
0: <laughs> you my my netflix is like nazi supreme not that i like nazis because i don't but um but I, a I watch a lot buff. of doc- yeah you're i watch a lot of guy. documentaries there you so go. <laughs> but i don't want people knowing that you know <laughs> well I mean, I guess I just. Well, now the they hands. do. <laughs> Great. So, yeah, I think that's really cool. I think smart glass is going to be a lot of fun. Um, the only problem is, you know, if you you're going to be contending with the battery life of your of your tablet as well. So, hopefully, it's yeah. never too it's hopefully it's never too important. You know what I mean? I don't
2: I don't think that's as big of a deal though, because um, it's not like people game on the road. Well, I mean, people game on the road, but it's not like this is usually a living room device. So, if you're ipad sitting next to you it's not like you can't just plug it in if you really want to use it you know while you're
3: yeah
1: and really like when i'm away from the house the extent of what i do with the xbox app is i turn it on i see if anyone's playing mass effect so that when i get home i'll jump on to start playing and that's (laughs) that's really all i do with it (laughs) you know when i'm not at home well also
2: this opens up the ability so that you know when your wife is sitting in the other room or your husband depending on who you are on this podcast uh is sitting in the (laughs) other room (laughs) you can get on your phone and change and pause and switch the videos while they're watching them, which is really the best part of having phone remote access to any (laughs) video device in the house.
0: Exactly. That's pretty cool.
2: Indeed. (laughs) All of a sudden
0: you switch it to like my little pony. (laughs) It's fantastic. I've done it. You know, our wives would probably actually really like that. Yeah. Oh, Oh, thanks for putting my little pony on. We appreciate that. Yeah. So um, next up is uh, – I put an article up when I first got here because there, there have been a couple – I don't want to say leaks, but um, the different networks are actually releasing their Comic-Con schedules before Comic-Con actually has their official schedules posted. Um, for those of you who have been to Comic-Con in the past, you know like the official San Diego Comic-Con schedule doesn't go live until about like a week before comic-con so you actually have no idea why you're going there (laughs) until (laughs) you actually you know you have to get your tickets about nine months in advance but you really don't even know who's going but you you know pretty much a safe bet that everyone is going um so i just kind of wanted to ask you guys um are you going to try and hit up any you know for those of us that are going sorry scott that's um, okay uh next year i'll get you a ticket this year um for those of us that are going, is there anything you're like super looking forward to? Um, is there anything you wouldn't want to miss? Uh, if, I mean, I know Hillary is going to be working for the majority of it. So I don't even know if she's going to get an opportunity to actually see anything. But um, is there anything you guys are kind of looking forward to?
4: I'm going to camp out for the Twilight panel. Are you? <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> I wasn't. No uh, hey, to each their own. I like a lot of messed up stuff. So if you liked that, I wasn't even going to tease you. Um, <laughs> no. no
1: I, that, the Twilight people. Go ahead, Scott. I was going to say I would be excited for the Fringe panel.
0: Yeah, because it's the last one.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. Such a super and, fan. But...
0: And um, fr- the Fringe panel did get announced early. It's going to be on Sunday this year. So the good news about that is for those of you who have never been to a Comic-Con, Sunday is like the quiet day. And by quiet, there's still 100,000 people plus there.
3: Mm -hmm. So it's
0: not quiet at all, but it's more quiet than the other days. Um, So panels are generally easier to get into on Sundays. And a lot of uh, shows that are kind of, I don't want to say on their way out, but shows that are in their last season are being moved to the Sunday panel time slot. So um, Fringe is one of those. Um, So hopefully we can get in there and see what they have to say.
1: Oh, it's going to be so bittersweet. I'm so upset. But I'm glad they get a, a finale, so...
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Ash, absolutely. Uh, does yeah. this Wednesday
2: list mean that it's a preview pass only thing? Yes. Ah. Yeah. Go ahead and
0: read, read through that, Matt, if you wouldn't mind, because I don't have it. Yeah. Open.
2: So Wednesday, uh, July 11th, which is preview night, you're saying it's going to be. I don't. I don't know what this is, but 666 Park Avenue. Uh, Arrow, Cult, The Following, and Revolution are all going to play their pilots in Room 20. And the reason that's <laughs> exciting to yeah. me is because I saw. I was like, oh, Arrow. I wouldn't mind checking out that show. But it's in Ballroom Twenty on thir- on Thursday, and that's one of the rooms that's like near impossible to get into. Generally,
0: yeah, absolutely.
2: So, so the, that's kind of cool. Yeah, the
0: thing that's cool that they do is um, they do a preview night, so you can go on if you get t- your tickets early enough for Comic Con, you can go Wednesday night to the night before the con actually starts, and they'll have a tiny little bit of programming, but they'll open up the show floor. This year, they're showing, and they do this, you know. They do this all the time, but this year they're showing a lot of pilots for shows that are uh, new next season. So you can actually see them, you know, months and months and months before they're out. Um, I I do kind of want to check out a couple of those, so I may actually yeah. see. it. I think I, can I think sneak, Arrow sneak and there.
2: Revolution are two that are on my radar right now. Um, yeah, I think
0: Revolution looks great, and then
2: Six 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 Park Avenue. I guess it's got Terry O'Quinn in it. So if you're a Lost fan, cool. But yeah, I mean, this list looks pretty good. I'm always really hesitant because it's like. I'm not, I am not, not that I'm not a panel person, I'm just, I'm not good at waiting in line for five hours. So I actually, I did this two years ago at the very end and then wished I had done it a lot more, which is uh, kind of picked the more offbeat kind of quirky panels, the voice actor panels and the author panels, things that are less trafficked than these massive, I mean, the things, the TV and the movie ones are like uh, impossible to get into half the time. Yeah. Yeah. And just huge, huge, huge lines, um
0: yeah, absolutely,
2: I don't know i might I'd be willing to check out like uh, there there's certain ones that I think always put on good ones, like the adult swim guys I know always do awesome panels, and I think you've gone to some g four stuff ash that you said is always really fun,
0: yeah, yeah, they're um, fun. Yeah, I think it's a question of like, you know, after going to so many of these conventions, you have to, it's like risk versus reward. The whole point is to have a good time. So if you're like, if you want to be like, information travels so quickly now, you're not going to be the first person to know anything anymore. By the time the panel's over, it's going to be on every blog site on the planet. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to worry about like, you know, being the first to know, you know, what's happening, you know, in the next season of Fringe, because it's going to be all over the trades in like two seconds. So just do what you have to do to have fun and you know never wait hours and hours yeah, yeah. in line for like anything. I mean that's just kind of a waste of your, your time and energy.
1: Well, but you could get a lock of Anator's hair <laughs> and take it home with you and put it in your in your, in your binder, you I,
2: know.
4: I think in your binder. <laughs> I think I'm definitely going to yeah. try
1: and check out this
2: Preview Night stuff. I think the Nerd HQ stuff sounds awesome. I'm probably going to do a couple of those. Yeah. And then otherwise like I said Can I'm we... going to I'm going in and out on the uh, on the quirky panels.
0: I I need to talk about Scott's hair binder that he's. <laughs> did you guys catch that? He just yeah, said he was going to store Anna Torb's hair in his binder, and I want to know. <laughs> well, I mean, it's Scott. He's not
2: going to leave it unorganized, hanging around somewhere. Come on, right? That's true. It's probably. I just thought it yeah, was an appropriate
4: that's like, time. That's like to... DNA? Are you going to like clone yeah. her? Oh,
1: that would be brilliant. <laughs> and i'm sure she would like it you know being like a fringe a fringe I'm sure she person would so like it. oh god Th-
0: thank you for cloning me you strange boy from florida
1: <laughs> i just thought it would be an opportune time to say something creepy about my love for fringe and that was the best That's i came Joshua up with not Joshua Jackson but Anna Torf. oh yeah definitely anna Torf. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I did to make you feel better Scott. I did see a fringe panel a couple years back and she was really really funny and seemed like a really cool person. So that awesome. probably makes you feel any, even better about yeah. your clone collection.
1: <laughs> and like honestly, like after that show's over, I'd be excited to see what um what John Noble does afterwards. I think he's going to be is that great. a crazy
0: doctor. He's yeah. yeah. He's an incredible actor, so yeah. we'll see. He'll be amazing. Cool. So right, well, was...
4: going go Is anyone going to go to the masquerade?
0: No. Um mainly because <laughs> uh, I think the masquerade is awesome, but um I've only been uh, this will be my 10th Comic-Con and I've only been to masquerade twice because it's gotten so huge yeah. um that you essentially need to camp out most of Saturday when the tickets actually open up for masquerade. You'll spend, you know, 4 or 5 hours in line to get your masquerade ticket and then if you want to get a good seat, you got to sit in line for another couple hours.
1: So yeah. what is the masquerade exactly? Oh, so Masquerade
0: is the one of the hugest, well, probably the biggest. I want to say in um, the United States a costume contest uh, for San Diego Comic Con. Well, I mean, Hillary would know better than I, but I mean, people work all year on their costumes for Masquerade, and this is really where where Crabcat kind of um, got it its fame was from the San Diego costume contest, um, which I think they got uh, didn't they get Judge's Choice? Wasn't yeah, they, that so- their big reward?
4: Yeah, so you'll see it. You saw the Comic Con movie, right? The Morgan Spurlock yeah. um, Comic Con. Yeah, so yeah. that's the big competition that they were in during that movie. So um, Holly got Judge's Choice, but yeah, that was really the beginning of um, the Crabcat group getting noticed. And that was unfortunately before my time. I came on like the month after. <laughs> but um, was- no, I mean it's it, it, it's a great place to showcase, you know, your art. So um, for cosplayers and for you know, people who want to get into that the art design and uh, practical effects industry—it's a great place to get seen and, and noticed. So it's it's pretty awesome. fantastic. I think that the bar has been set super high. I mean, not just by Holly, but by other other you know really talented people. So you know, oh, absurd, only getting though. better.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, mean,
0: it's getting to the point it's where it's almost ridiculous, though, because I've seen like even when I was I, I went to it a couple of years ago. There were guys that were dressed up as transformers, and their costumes would actually transform yeah. with them inside mm-hmm. the costumes. And it's like, crazy. Oh, where do you go from there? It's, it's yeah. absurd, uh, you know. Yeah. So I mean, the, the level of talent is is pretty incredible. Um, if you're into costuming and stuff, and you don't mind waiting in a whole lot of lines, definitely hit up um, you know the costume contest at Comic Con because yeah. it's or the masquerade rather. It's pretty incredible. Awesome. yeah and
4: usually and usually afterward too um, you know the, the people in costumes the ones that they can you know have a lot of modality and, and I mean the ones that can walk around and function yeah. with you know in the public they, they usually come out and, and will showcase you know their their costumes so even if you don't get a chance to get in let's say it's full or whatever chances yeah. are you'll see some of that amazing work afterward um, so you know just kind of look around for it you'll see you know masses of people swarming costumed. but it's pretty cool. I mean, you can meet a lot of really cool people and get ideas. And you know, cosplay is really evolving to be something that's movie quality all the time. So it's
1: it's pretty it's pretty awesome. That's amazing. Cool. Okay, so would you guys like to talk about Mass Effect Three rumors? Why wouldn't we? Ooh, I I would love to talk about rumors. Wouldn't be an episode of Rated NA without some Mass Effect talk, right? Yes. (laughs) Exactly. All right. So I haven't heard any in
0: a while. I've been kind of um, out of the loop for a little bit. So what have you guys heard?
1: There was an article floating around earlier this week about a rumor about upcoming Mass Effect 3 multiplayer content, specifically that the next map pack will be uh, maps based on Earth, um, which could include Rio, Vancouver, and London. Um, Of course, there will be new weapons, or there's rumored to be new weapons, and then uh, apparently six new human classes, Interesting. which are like class names that are names that are not classes that are in the game currently. So um, mm. on this, on this quote rumor, the human classes are called Destroyer, Paladin, Demolisher, Slayer, Shadow and Fury. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, so they could be like mashup classes or yeah. class classes with different abilities and stuff like that. Or so. maybe
0: even Cerberus, because Cerberus are human, yeah. So maybe mm-hmm. we'll get some more Cerberus classes. I have yet to unlock any of those, by the way. Kind of sad.
1: Yeah, I, I only have that Vorcha. That's all I've gotten. That's, I got one Vorcha soldier. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, I feel like
4: that I feel like I haven't spent enough time with multiplayer lately. I'm I've I've only gotten like the Vorcha, and I think I can't remember what else I got, but. Um see that's how bad it is. I haven't been playing. But we should we should set up some time to play because I think we all need to unlock
1: some, some pretty cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, for real. Absolutely. And oh, I think and the
4: Harrier. The Harrier's awesome.
1: The gun. Which one is that?
4: It's like the semi automatic assault.
1: It's like assault oh, rifle. But it's like it's the, the it's Mad-Oc. amazing. The Mad-Oc. Yeah. yeah, the Madoc. I love it. Cool. Yeah, yeah uh, it's, I'm it's down. Amazing. I'll be
0: back to the, the East Coast um Thursday. So yeah. I will be ready to play good times more is there has there been another um weekend a challenge weekend announced
1: well there was a no it hasn't that i mean the last challenge weekend was a week ago Mm
0: -hmm. so
1: um this weekend you know as in like a few days from when this will be posted um will probably be announced on wednesday i think as is custom cool
0: I should be down for playing that weekend then. So hopefully we get some new stuff and it'll be Excellent. fun. So um, yeah. I'm, I, if those if these rumors are true, I'm excited. I I love to see them. Um, you know, what kind continuing of, with new content. What
2: kind of challenge do you think uh, Earth could present? <sighs> I don't know. Just more What's more clusterfucky kind of areas where it's just. I
1: definitely I definitely think because of what happened on those original maps, like you're right, the maps will be harder. You yeah. know, it's gonna like they'll make you move. Like there's not going to be places where you're completely, um, you know, blocked off on all sides and safe at all times. I think, yeah. I think it'll be continue to be like more madness, which is what I want. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, of course. I more would fun. assume
0: that they're trying to keep people away from you know, farming farming money with Fort Kickass because if people exactly. do that, if people do that, then they're just um, they're no longer going to have the desire to really work at the game. They're just going to yeah. want the money because I mean, it's easy money. Who wouldn't want to just go to an ATM and press a button and have money spit at them as opposed to actually working for it. So I don't blame them.
1: And (laughs) I guess sort of in related news, um, I I, I mean, even though I don't get to play mass effect multiplayer all the time, I I think about it a lot when I'm at work. And uh, for those people that don't know, there is a, uh, like if you go into the Bioware social site and you go into the multiplayer section of the forums for mass effect three, they actually post all of the um, multiplayer balancing notes that they, that they post periodically. So, um, if you're wondering about a specific weapon, or, you know, if you want to know like how much tougher the Geth are from when they were before, like all of that stuff is posted in those notes. Um, I was really excited because a weapon I use all the time was made more powerful, and I was like, really? Huh? Yeah, awesome. they buffed it. They buffed the saber, and I was like, thank God. That's like, awesome. That's that is amazing. So.
0: Um, yeah, you do. You use that thing all the time. What rank is it, by the way? It's you have it one. up at all? Still <laughs> one. That's a one. Yeah,
1: saber. It's like me and
4: the that's corn I only have yeah. a two, and I rock that thing like crazy.
1: Man, there's just a couple of weapons in that game that you can just like wreck shop with, and it doesn't matter like what level the weapon is at. You know what I mean? If you put it with the right mm-hmm. class, like it's amazing. I just want more. I want more stuff. Like I really hope that somewhere down the line, and I would even pay for this. I really hope that there's like a different multiplayer mode other than like a horde mode. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like, if I not
0: now. Then perhaps in the future. I think. The flag. I think. Kind of. From yeah, I complete... don't even know.
1: I don't even know what that mode would be because I don't want it to be competitive. I still want it to be cooperative. So.
0: Yeah, I want to see yeah. a cooperative campaign.
1: Hell's yeah, that's going to be massive. An entire 4.
0: four-player cooperative campaign. Yeah, Battle for Earth. You, know. you mean
4: sort of like Dead Space Three that you said that you weren't going to play? <laughs>
1: uh oh, we're going to talk about that. I'm fine with. <laughs> Maybe we I'm should totally talk about that right it. now. You want to talk about it. Dead Space Three? Okay. All right. So um, this is just a quick <laughs> bit of news that, uh, <laughs> um, a, like, pretty much the headline of any article that you'll see online is, EA is aware of Dead Space Three concerns of fans. So basically, mm-hmm. like the way I wrote it in the show notes is that like EA knows that they're caving in with dead space three. You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: yeah, yeah. We talked about that in the last podcast, I believe how we're like, Oh man, we hope dead space doesn't become something that it's not, you know, we, we want it to stick to its survival horror roots, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, we also talked about last year when we heard there, there were rumors that they were going to do this. And we did talk Mm -hmm. about it on a podcast and the, you know, we were concerned back then as well that, you know, they were just basically trying to make more money with the Dead Space franchise by making it a cooperative action experience and they did it which is fine but you know I don't I don't know like part of me is a little upset like okay whatever but I'm still gonna play it and I know oh, yeah still be a lot of fun it looks incredible you know it looks like but I love third person action titles so yeah I
1: mean you know? if, you, if you read the quotes in the article they're really just like you know they're just toe in the line and there's not like anything juicy in there but um you know they're basically saying like you know yes we're aware that it's co-op and like We know that the fans think it's not going to be, like, as, like, this, like, terror scary, and it's going to be more, like, jump scary. And, you know, they they say that that's not going to be true, and it'll still be scary and stuff like that. So, you know, it's going to be one of those wait-and-see things, but now we actually have a reaction from, you know, somebody on that side about fan concerns.
4: do you think that they were listening to our podcast
1: Oh, I yeah. would never
0: say that again because you gave me so much shit last time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I was just gonna...
4: waiting for it. <laughs> you know, no, it's I possible, lear- right? It's I learned possible.
0: my lesson. It's possible, sure, yeah.
4: <laughs> or we're just so in touch with the community,
1: right? That's yeah? exactly yeah. what it is. I mean, this is definitely. I mean, we not do
0: represent. It. We we do represent a pretty unique demographic on the podcast. Like all all four of us are very different gamers, mm-hmm. and we all enjoy very different things. But it's like, you know, so. We do, you know, the stuff we talk about is is relevant, I would like to think. I concur. I concur. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't have my show notes open, so I can't help with the segues. Um,
1: We will move along then. Speaking of awkward segues, um, let's talk about Xbox 720. And I have a little bit of news, and Hillary has a little bit of news. So what happened earlier this week was that um, somebody posted on uh, Scribd a – what looked like a powerpoint presentation about um why we need like pretty much the screenshot in one of the articles says why do we need a next gen xbox in 2013 um and there's it's a very like business oriented presentation where it's like uh you know we have threats from these com- you know competitive threats from console makers competitive threats from uh people that make you know home theater boxes for your living room um and then there's a there's an interesting slide here in the screenshot about current Xbox 360 limitations, yes, and hmm. it might provide an indication as to where the uh, Xbox 720 might go. So the concerns are no full fidelity triple A games, plus Kinect version one sensor. Um, hmm. Let's see what else. Xbox limitations uh, will not support full range of XTV platform scenarios. For example, 1080p video plus video chat plus HTML5 apps.
2: That's really interesting uh, to me, but.
1: Yeah. yeah. Lacking modern entertainment capabilities, such as Blu-ray and native 3D output. I'm um, excited about the Blu-ray. I th- yeah, I think that's pretty fascinating, too. Is there um,
4: a four-disc uh, changer <laughs> in there?
1: There's four not. They're, Blu-ray. Missing, they're missing
3: out.
2: Yeah. No, that,
1: that one was not a limitation. They did not list that as a limitation of the current limitation, Xbox Limitation. Only
0: one
2: disc changer inside of our
3: <laughs> current Xbox
0: Oh, uh, I hope the thing is, like, the size of, like, a large suitcase. <laughs> like, check out this bad boy.
1: Oh, okay. my God. It's absurd. I mean, if they really did everything that is listed as a limitation here, like, cannot run always on, cannot run multiplex or concurrent applications. Like, can you imagine, like, oh, I'm playing uh, I'm playing Mass Effect. Let me bounce out of that and, like, go to my Hulu real quick and pull up Colbert Rapport or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it makes sense on PC. I don't – I mean –
2: Oh, no, you're kidding yourself. It 100% makes sense on Xbox. You know, you're playing a... I mean, it kind of already does it. It just does it with self-service stuff. So, like, if you're playing a game and somebody signs online and starts playing a different game, like, you get all that activity, that messaging and stuff. But what if it's with their apps? Since they're launching this whole app platform with Hulu and all that kind of stuff, now it could say, oh, Ash just jumped on and he's watching, you know, Stephen Colbert. you want to comment on it? And you could be able to do that
1: without, you know... Or how about this? How about I can launch side-by-side side a game and ESPN at the same time? Something like that. Maybe like oh, a little picture-in-picture. Cool. Picture. I don't think that'll happen. I always yeah. hate picture-in-picture. Yeah, I know. You I'm, know. I'm pushing it.
4: I, I don't know why. I, you know, I the, th- the, the more I think about it too, like why don't they have Xbox? Why don't they develop it to have a battery? So let's say you can make it more portable.
2: How you long know? would
4: it Because now it's – like Oh, that, tough.
2: that battery would be tough. Yeah, I don't know. This, yeah, it's a pretty
4: but, high I mean, power system. But I think you can do it with gaming laptops.
1: That's true. I mean, it's too bad D2P isn't here to comment on this because he travels with his system all the time.
2: Yeah, but hmm. the gaming laptop batteries are are like <laughs> – they're well, I mean, for one, they, the only ones that last forever are Apple and they run low power. But the gaming laptop batteries are um, like 50% of the machines now. They're huge. I mean, literally, yeah. a, a laptop battery is like the back half of your laptop is your battery now because they run really flat and they're big. Yeah. Well, I just well, don't that's know the that's your suitcase the Xbox. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess you could. I don't know.
4: First. I would sacrifice. I would sacrifice um, size for that. But I you, mean, you'd
1: still need a screen. Yeah. Oh
4: uh, yeah. But...
1: That's true. Well, mm-hmm. what do you guys? Uh, what do you guys think of this always on capability? It's something that the Wii has. It's something that the PlayStation kinda does. Ash, if you have PlayStation Plus, Ash just does it anyways. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Terrible. Let me.
1: Let me say then, always on slash low power.
3: <laughs> so wait,
1: <laughs>
0: leaving my Xbox on is a bad thing.
1: <laughs> well, how about um, this? What if the Xbox had a
0: sleep mode? Yeah, you know, where it's like yeah, instead of like... I mean, right, that that be- seems like, a, I mean, I think technologically the new the new Xbox, whatever it ends up being called, it's not going to be the 720. That's just kind of like a... Yeah, it's yeah. Gonna be, hopefully it's something cool like Ticonderoga or like, you know, something awesome. <laughs> But, um, oh,
3: wow. <laughs> well, if I
0: it's don't know called,
2: if it's called Ticonderoga, then we know they listen to this podcast. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, well,
3: you money. never
4: know. Internally, internally, they could call it Project Ticonderoga, <laughs> and we would never Good. know.
0: That's very so, true. let's just say
4: that they're doing that. Yeah, yeah, they are
0: totally. Yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, just, just seeing the recent screenshots of the new Unreal Engine yeah. and stuff, I'm excited because, you know, more horsepower is really – I don't care about all – I mean, I do. I think all the, the new bells and whistles are awesome. But what I really want is more processing power. I want it to be faster. I want load times to be um, a lot shorter. Uh, you know no pop in no pop out that kind of thing like when you you know when you play a game like skyrim you can actually see that the mountains in the back draw in and some yeah, games mm-hmm. still use fog and stuff like that so i think it's, it's going to be it's going to be able to enable developers to really um, use a lot of the technology that's been available uh, to pc gaming for a while now so um, how about I just more
1: to see, uh, more co-op uh, experiences with more yeah processing power yeah yeah
0: absolutely yeah i mean larger larger matches things like that better ai all of that is only made uh, possible through you know new hardware well this
4: might be a stupid question but do you think that maybe your xbox account um with your points and your avatar will be you know transferable onto the 720 it would really stink to have
0: oh Oh, god yeah it would really suck to be
4: like oops guess what your game score is zero
0: yeah (laughs) we'll be we'll be, account- we'll be the first to launch the uh take back take back oh, gamers oh, god
1: hold the line <laughs> well i mean your <laughs> your profile doesn't cool. even like the profiles don't even really exist on the console anymore they kind of exist on xbox.com yeah. you know yeah. so to the extent that like you know the the divide between windows 8 and windows you know xbox 720 like narrows i really think that there will be more opportunities for like i don't want to say cross platform play but at least tighter integration with stuff like smart glass mm-hmm. yeah Whoops, I um, cool. I so,
4: so sorry so along with the 720 stuff IGN has come out and kind of they've made a forecast of what they think the first lineup will be for 720 and it's a lot of the games we talked about after E3 so um, one of them being Star Wars 1313 which I think Scott you said that better be a next gen because it's going to be awesome
3: yeah
4: um, also on the list 100%. is um, Watch Dogs which we all had a good time over
3: yes <laughs> yeah <laughs>
4: and, and surprisingly, I was going to say something else, and I'm like, that just sounds bad.
0: <laughs> well, I had a party in my pants because of Watch Dogs.
4: <laughs> I, I don't know where my mind was going with that one, but the Fifty um, Shades yeah, of Watch
0: what?
4: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but also on the list is Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Patriots. Okay. Um, a, a new uh, bungee game called Destiny that I've not heard of, and it looks a lot like Halo. Um, okay. I don't know if you guys have heard about that. Have it's, you? Yeah, Destiny? it's
2: it's it's a first-person shooter with many
0: multiplayer features. Interesting.
4: Interesting.
0: But at least Bungie's um, sticking to what it's good at, you know.
4: Yeah, exactly. I think, um, I, and I haven't had a chance to look at the trailer, but it's on IGN's website.
2: Yeah, I mean, hopefully, it'll be a lot of new design, which it looks like there, there's the like, you know, it's still going to be a Bungie game. I think I don't think we're it's not going to stray very far from the the Halo uh, mm-hmm. thing. Maybe they hire some yeah. real writers. That'd be. Fantastic! Ooh, ooh, ouch.
4: They also ouch. they also mentioned Call of Duty <laughs> 2013. Where I guess they're not oh specifying. God. Yeah, and then um, a Forza Motorsport game. Awesome. So, but yeah, I was really excited to see that Watch Dogs could potentially be next gen. I mean, it stinks in terms of having to be patient, but yeah. I would that would be really cool to see that. Um, and
0: by the way, I saw some footage of that new Forza, and it, I'm not the biggest racing guy in the world, but I have played Forza games in the past. The new Forza actually enables you to drive like cross country. And it looks, like, photorealistic. Yeah. It's absurd how beautiful it is. So That's I was amazing. hoping that was going to be next-gen as well.
4: So. so can you see, like, the biggest ball of yarn or um, – <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: know. I don't know if you can do things like the, the ball of yarn, the giant dinosaur out in, in Arizona yeah. and stuff. <laughs> but um, it does look incredible. So,
1: Did you I'll ever have my- think
0: – Ahead, I was going to say, did
1: you ever think that we live in a day and age where something other than a sports title would be titled with a like a date, like a yearly date? Like Call of Duty 2012, Call of Duty 2013. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty incredible, yeah, I, right? I,
4: I, I'm not sure if they're calling out that that's the name of the game. I think what they're saying is that, of course, there'll be another Call of Duty title. But, but it, it like might again. as well
1: be. I mean, come on. Know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
3: Yeah. yeah we are gonna get year? new, like
0: new vanity covers, like different world leaders on the cover of Call of Duty. Who's on this year's Call of Duty? Yeah. Someone dared me. Um th- this right, these are wasabi peas. You guys like wasabi? Those are peas?
1: awesome. Yeah, I love those
0: them. Those are amazing. But I was in the in the park in San Francisco and there are bums everywhere. And um it was pretty amazing. And I was eating wasabi peas, and my buddy Mark was like, just eat as many as you can in one bite. So I took like this handful. And we like we were to the point where we were like, you know, 7 years old again. So I shoved like a whole handful of wasabi peas in my mouth at one time. And I kind of felt like I got shot in the head. <laughs> it was the <laughs> most agonizing. It was like my nose just was like draining. I was like, "Oh, it was it was awesome." Cleared my sinuses. <laughs>
4: So, so about the homeless guys in um, San Francisco, really quickly, yeah. funny story. So yeah. generally, generally they're pretty cool. I mean, they'll, they'll, there's like a couple guys that will come up to you and like sing you a song and then ask for money. But one yeah. guy came up to me. It was, it was a drunken night stumbling around the city, to be fair. Um, this guy stumbles up to me, like really raggedy, older guy, missing teeth, the whole nine. And yeah. um, he comes up to me, and it was the funniest sales pitch I ever heard. He's like, please just give me money because all I want is a $5 hookah. And I, I died. <laughs> you know what I did? I did
1: five bucks.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: Oh my yeah, God. There was
0: a guy you years ago money. at the wharf that, like, I found out later that this guy that lived down at the wharf, this homeless guy, was making like 20 grand a year hustling people. And um, oh, he wow. actually had an apartment. Um so the the first guy did not well the first guy was he just had a sign that said, Why lie, I need a beer and that guy made a ton of money. But there's also the guy the very famous Bushman. You remember have you heard of the Bushman in San Francisco? No yeah, he dressed up like a bush and he like right outside at like where you get on the 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 I guess the boat for Alcatraz, he would dress as a bush and hide in the bushes and you oh. could pay him a couple dollars to scare your friends and he would like jump out this crazy like you know, disheveled guy dresses a bush and scare your friends. But he was, like, raking in the bucks. It That's was awesome.
3: Hilarious.
0: Yeah, that was probably, like, ten years ago, though, so I don't know. Oh, geez.
1: That's so, innovative. It is. He really, he really
2: innovated the homeless person. <laughs> panhandling uh, business.
1: It's it's the oh. next generation of asynchronous <laughs> extended experiences in the living room. <laughs>
0: next generation guys. hobo.
1: Yeah.
2: He was he was hobo 2.0, if you will. <laughs> oh
3: wow.
0: Okay, so oh, before we say something really terrible, uh we'll be back with some reviews of Lollipop Chainsaw, uh Kingdoms of Amalur the Reckoning or Reckoning and uh Spirit Camera 3DS. And um, a strange app that I got to use this weekend during a bachelor party called Uber Cab, which I'm excited okay. to talk about. And Matt's going to talk a little bit about Hunger Games, and I'm going to unplug my headset and run away. Long talks. Sweet. Cool. <laughs> we'll
2: be back.
1: Uh, you just heard some music, and now we're going to talk about some things. Oh, man. Does that sound good to everybody? Wow. <laughs> that is how it works.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Scott, you played Lollipop Chainsaw, which I'm actually kind of yeah. jealous. Yes. Well, well you didn't play cosplay actress. It's on my. Uh, Jessica Nigri. You actually played the game Lollipop Chainsaw. That
4: is correct. It's on my,
0: actually correct. It's on my game fly list. <laughs>
4: Thank you for the clarification.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just you, wanted you I wanted the out. listeners to know. That Scott did not play Jessica Negri. He
1: played the actual game,
0: Lollipop Chainsaw. Right. So,
1: awesome. We will try to find out by the end of this review if you should be jealous or not. How's that? Okay. 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 Well, anyways, um, I kind of feel like when I'm doing this review, I should end all of my sentences like this <laughs> so that we can talk about the game accurately. Oh, um, no. But, but anyways, uh, Lollipop Chainsaw is sort of like a beat-em-up action game and it's kind of like god of war in the sense that you can unlock combos but it's very much unlike god of war in the sense that it's not very deep and complex and i don't think it's supposed to be because it's like a lot of tongue-in-cheek grindhouse like buffy the vampire slayer kind of humor um so this game comes from um grasshopper manufacturer who uh you know the guy over there is suda 51 who's made games like um killer seven no more heroes um they did something else recently too so pretty much his style is to do like i don't know this weird japanese punk rock style that kind of like makes hyperbole out of like american stereotypes if that makes sense so okay in this game you play a cheerleader and it's you you know you you slay zombies but it's like totally normal and uh all of the bad guys are like like devil like rock guys that hate their cheerleader it's really bizarre um <laughs> but the problem what? yeah most <laughs> devil
0: rock guys do hate cheerleaders just you know to in their defense i mean that's a pretty yeah. accurate thing so i mean
1: like it's so weird to try to explain the game because it didn't it doesn't take itself seriously at all you know what i mean Um, but the problem is, is that like when you first start playing the game, like the gameplay, like doesn't feel very tight and the camera is also a little difficult to control. So if you're coming from a game, like a third person gamer used to like flipping the camera around and like, um, maybe like a little bit of like suction when you're trying to punch at somebody, like if you're trying to get a punch to connect with a character, you kind of expect to get a little like help when you're getting there. And this yeah. game, like, doesn't always do that. So, like, it's very rough around the edges. And The camera's
0: a bit loose. I mean, fighting games, you need to have a really a tight camera.
1: Yeah, the camera's so... super mm-hmm. loose. Um, let's see, the game only has about, like, six or seven levels. So, like, it's a Japanese game, and it's really, like, a, it's more like an arcade game. And when I say arcade, I don't mean, like, Xbox Live. I mean, like, in the arcade, this is kind oh, of okay. like an arcade game, you know, in the so, sense that... Points. Uh, number crunching and stuff oh yeah it's totally japanese so like what's important here uh score attack time attack and like your reward for beating the game is playing it again you know what i mean like those are the yeah. cornerstones of all japanese games that aren't rpgs i think you know i'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure um yeah. so like unfortunately that's kind of my beef with it is that when you play through a game where like the point of the game really is to like have fun beat up guys like unlock stuff like unlock costumes unlock abilities or whatever like i played through the whole game i don't think i unlocked more than like 30 percent of the material and because there's oh, only yeah. like six or seven levels to play through and really like the reward is like now play through levels again on score attack or now play through the levels again on like very hard mode and like for me there just wasn't enough there to want to keep playing. Am I really gonna play more hours of this game just to see the girl in another costume? Yeah, I guess that's the problem.
4: The answer is yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people I think for, would. Yeah, does like, it have the notorious pink costume
0: from Pax East? That is, see, I didn't was even banned? get that far
1: playing through uh, the game.
0: I think I think that's one of the unlockables. Yeah, the... I only
1: unlocked two costumes, and I saw two more that I could unlock, and then like that was it. But you spend your currency unlocking other things in the game, anyways it's it's like a it's a hard bargain i think for some people i think a lot of people are going to love it i think the idea of like playing these levels over and over again for mastery is something that's fun to do and like there's you know there's stuff to collect through the levels and then there's like a a rankings mode where you play for score time or or cash which they call zombie medals in this game yeah uh, and you can see how you stack up against your friends and stuff like that it's a really fun game but when you compare it to other games where the campaign is longer and you mm-hmm. have like you know, by the time you get to the end of, like, a God of War-style campaign, you're pretty certain that as long as you've played well, you'll unlock maybe, like, 90% of the content. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, for the a game like this, I would rather have had, like, three times as many levels and maybe not play the game a second or third time, if that makes any okay. sense. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Let's but, let's um, shift focus to like um, in terms of the actual combat itself and maybe the animation and voice acting and stuff. How did you find – hey, Stoli
1: totally, um, – how <laughs> did you actually find the uh, the rest of the game? I think the rest of the game was great. Like the presentation was great. You know, like I think if you're used to like uh, Suda51 games, like you'll know where the humor Ooh. is coming from. And I, I really enjoyed the humor. <laughs> uh, it gets a little weird it's cool uh it gets a little weird at times but like the game is kind of like told in a comic book style and at times it almost has like a borderlands look to it cool even though it's like nothing like borderlands i don't want to give people the wrong idea but yeah um i think like i think the dialogue is cool like the voice acting is great like uh i know
0: tara strong did the voice of um starling so tara strong is you know from teen titans and a bunch of stuff that we love so she's one of the best in the business Yeah, I was happy that they they picked her for that. So
1: absolutely the um the the delivery of the jokes is good, like kind of one liners that come at the right times to make the game like cool. I mean, like I was interested. That's the problem is that I was interested the whole time I was playing the game like I was having a good time. But then when I got to the end, I was like, oh, you know, like I don't know that I just
0: wanted it to be a bit deeper. You wanted like maybe the narrative (laughs) to be a little bit more rich and (laughs) you wanted to you wanted the, the story of the cheerleader to be deeper.
1: I wanted to spend more time with the cheerleader. Like, conflict the, with oh. the chainsaw. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean, like, without this deep narrative, like, there were a few times I got stuck, and I really just, you know, just the tips so, is what I went to look for, and I really had a hard time. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh boy. Um, <laughs> no.
0: Well, that was like, that was something I would say. I'm so proud yeah, of you. Sorry, sorry <laughs> I'm sorry about that.
1: I don't, I don't really know cut where that. to go with
0: <laughs> to- two years of this and we're starting to rub off on each other in more ways than one
1: (laughs) i think i think the point is of this review is that it's i feel like it's kind of a hard sell for sixty dollars and some people are going to love it and some people are just going to totally hate it and i remember um our buddy derek asking me on xbox while i was playing the game he's like what do you think of lollipop chainsaw and i was like i can't decide if this game is horribly awesome or horribly bad you know because yeah. like, I, I, I really think that those are the two categories that it falls under. So, like, for me, you know, it's, like, it's a rent. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. for other people, they'll play it, you know, five, six times and have a great time. Did yeah. it
2: feel weird going yeah. from, because uh, Suda is pretty classically a Nintendo guy, right?
1: Uh, Well, he, um, yeah, his first, like, couple of games were on Nintendo. And I think they ported No More Heroes to PlayStation 3. Oh, did they? Okay. And I thought it was supposed to come out on xbox live arcade but i'm not sure it ever did
3: yeah yeah.
1: okay and and like there were definitely things in this game that i was like oh man if this was on the wii this would be kind of interesting you know but like yeah when you're just pushing buttons you're like okay just a controller but i I, I could almost say at times, like, this would have been great with motion controls, like, not motion controls, but like with the Wii controls.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Not like
1: connect. Well, let's move yeah.
0: on. So, Scott, uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about my really quick. So, yeah. Um, I haven't gotten to play much because, like I said earlier, I was traveling a lot. But what I did get to fiddle around with was a new app that's on both iOS and Android, and it's called the Uber Cab app. Um, and if you guys haven't heard of this, it's absolutely phenomenal. Um And I don't, I, I don't, yeah. Hey, Matt, I think Matt actually mentioned it to me before, but um, for those of you that live in like a big, big city, uh, Uber probably exists in your city. And what it is is an app that you. Uh, hold on, my earbuds coming out. Uh, it's an app that you actually just type in. You know, it actually links to your checking account. And if you are having a hard time finding a cab, or you just want a, a nicer ride for a short little jaunt, um, all you do is click. <laughs> Give me a cab, right? And. Um, a Lincoln Town car will show up generally within five to ten minutes at your location. Wow. No questions asked. Okay? So you hit <laughs> the button. And we did this the, the whole bachelor party. This is how we kind of rolled in San Francisco. And um, it's pretty incredible. So you get to see the name of your driver as soon as you hit, click submit and it says, okay, you know, Steve is your driver. He'll be here in five minutes. Lo and behold, five minutes later, the Lincoln Town car shows up. Um, you don't have to fiddle with any buttons on the app at all. It takes it directly out of your checking account. Along with the the tip and everything, and you, he just drives you to your location. Says, have "Wait, a nice does it day. take
1: out the fare? Yeah, and yeah the it tip takes or the f- just the tip. Uh, uh, he's
0: making a joke. Just, <laughs> Scott made another joke. Just the there tip, is. just the tip, Scott. Uh, no, uh, it's actually the fare and the tip. So it takes fair the fare and the tip. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it takes it all to your checking account, and you don't have to ever like fiddle with your wallet or a credit card or anything." And um, it's pretty awesome. I mean, Can the you, cars were really nice. The leather interior, yeah, so, super cool. So, like
2: in in major cities like San Fran and I'm sure LA and in New York, they've got these things called livery livery drivers. I think is what they're called. And it's basically this: it's town car service. And usually, what you have to do is you have to mm-hmm. call them, order them to where you are. They'll come pick you up, and then you tell them where you're going. And it's it's like a flat fee kind of service, as opposed to cabs right. cabs which you get in you you know pay per mile or whatever it is. Um, so the what this app did that's genius is basically connects with all these different livery drivers and says uh, when you have no one, when you have no fare, they just register with the app saying they're available and the app just kind of shoots them people whenever somebody checks in near them and then they just go, oh, I'll go get them, pick them up and then the the town car comes and gets you right away without without you and what's awesome about it for you especially ash probably was that you're in a city where you don't know what the numbers are for all the different car services so all you have to do is go on and just be like i'm here and then a car service shows up without any issue
0: yeah absolutely awesome and um it wasn't it wasn't incredibly expensive it wasn't um it was probably 1.5 times more expensive than a taxi was it um usually they're pretty yeah it wasn't too bad yeah yeah it wasn't too bad um and you know we didn't go for for very long. San Francisco is pretty small, so you know we weren't spending more than you know 10 10, bucks. 15 bucks yeah. a ride at the most. So really cool. So if you live in a major city and you know you have, um, you know want to ride in style from point A to point B for you know a little bit extra money, get that Uber app and check it out. It's uh, it's free and it's pretty awesome.
1: So it's kind of so like Grinder, have... but for cabs, right? Cabs, yes, yeah, Scott, just yeah. like Grinder. <laughs>
0: What, you are in a it's, it's, do you have to
4: link it to your do you have to link it to your checking account or can you link it to your credit card?
0: I believe you can link it to your credit card as well. so it just directly takes it out of your uh, your you know credit account if you will. Awesome.
4: Can you pre-order alcohol?
0: <laughs> I don't know about that. You may just want to hire a limo yeah, if you you want to go to <laughs> that <without laughs> level of style. Yeah, you like two it,
4: bottles of champagne, please. Pick something
0: it up on the way. Pretty cool, you know. I was super. I was just really impressed with how um, professional the drivers were, and like Matt said, they're all, they're all off duty professional drivers that were kind of between gigs at the time, and um, you know the cars were all super clean. What really I, I marveled at was how fast they showed up. It was kind of insane. You're like hit the button on your phone. And they're like, be outside in, in four minutes, and literally, like four minutes later, the car pulls up, and you're just like, that's crazy. I just hit a button on my phone, and it summoned a car. It's like, <laughs> like, it's kind of absurd. So, very cool.
2: There's a service here. Cool. There's a service here in our neighborhood called Eastern, and we use them all the time. But they literally, you'll call them, you'll be like, hey, I need a pickup at my address, and they're like, okay, cross street, and you give them the cross street, they'll just go two minutes and hang up the phone on you. It's like wow. the craziest. And the first oh, couple wow. times it happened, I was like, what the fuck? Did he just hang up on me? I was like, is anybody coming to pick me <laughs> up or what? And then sure enough, they'd come to pick me up. And now I'm just so used to it. I'm just like, pick me up here, hang up the phone before they even it's like they just do it. <laughs> you hang up yeah, first. Just to show them mm-hmm. So Hillary, you've got more recocking?
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. Oh, um, yeah.
4: So I'm still playing this game. I've I literally have Dragon's Dogma like sitting right next to my Xbox every time I turn it on, I'm like, I should try that. And um instead I I keep playing Kingdoms of Amalur. So yeah, I'm like sixty hours in. Oh and there's still so much to do. I mean, my quest log is is long and I'm sure I'm I'm maybe halfway through the main quest. So it's it's like it's such a beautiful game. It's beautiful, it's got like lots to do. I mean, it's definitely one of those games like Skyrim and um, yeah. other RPGs that it's just massive. But it's, it's I love definitely it.
0: Definitely the tragedy of um of this mm-hmm. console generation. <laughs> I mean, I a lot of people really love that game, and what happened to them is unfortunate. But I'm glad you're liking it. Um, you'll have to you'll have to tell me like some of the the high points thus far. I saw you were playing as like a warlock, and I I like the word warlock. So what does that entail?
3: Yeah, so Say that's I, basically, you is yeah. what
0: I'm saying.
4: Oh, that's nice. Um, Yeah, so I was actually, I I stacked my finesse and my um, sorcery. So I'm like half rogue, half mage. And it's so awesome because you get to do all the cool, like, backstabby, you know, the shadow blades, all that stuff from the rogue. And then additionally, you have, you know, the big protective shield or you can summon a a guy to fight with you. So, like, you get the best of both worlds. I'm not really a warrior type player, but it's it's amazing to get the sorcery and the roguey kind of good stuff but yeah it's, cool. it's it's really cool now i'm like a spell caster or something and i'm, I'm working on being like a shadow caster or something cool. so it, it, it's pretty cool i'm really liking my my roguey mage
0: that is cool <laughs> I, I like being like hybrid classes and stuff like that and there are when you do get to play um dragon's dogma there are a couple classes that mix um like there's a magic archer which is essentially, you know, you get to actually cast spells and then have a a magical bow on your back and do kind of like Legolas style archery. So there are, are a cool. couple of really cool um hybrids that you'll get to play with, which will be fun.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to playing it. It'll be funny to go from one RPG to the next and then I might I might thing. do
0: action like play Gears with these guys first, then play another <laughs> yeah. RPG cuz it it'll be weird. It'll like that always messes yeah. me up when I go from RPG to RPG.
4: Well, and so. then when Risen two comes out, I've been looking forward to Risen two forever. So pirates, that, that might take us. It is, yeah. I it, the Risen one is so good, and no one ever played it. It's like it's like the hidden gem of
1: of yeah. games. I, I love it. it. Yeah, it's awesome. And there's even uh, isn't there a DLC for Kingdoms as well? I mean, you're gonna have to do that too. Oh yeah, there I don't is. Know. There's, there's
4: I, one I, DLC. I feel like I feel like at this point, once I finally get through the game, it'll probably be like 110 hours, and I'll be done. (laughs) Yeah, I (laughs) guess so. Oh, more! Yeah.
1: Yeah. No mas. No mas. (laughs) All right, Scott.
0: Uh, Tell us a little bit about Spirit Camera 3DS. Okay.
1: So this is going to be my summer game pile this week, is Spirit Camera. I, I wanted to play this game because it looked intriguing, and I heard it used the cameras and like the AR functionality of the 3DS. So I decided to give it a try and pretty much what it is is it's sort of like a sort of like a, maybe like a thriller story that you experience by um, interacting with characters on the screen. Um, The game comes with this like booklet an AR booklet. So you interact with the AR booklet while you play the game. And then it also does some augmented reality in the house. So like a lot of the game is, basically requires you to to stand up and like spin around a lot to look for things in your living room. And oddly enough, that's where all the combat takes place too. So the basic idea behind the spirit camera is that like, there's this house and creatures from this book are like coming out of the book and then like haunting your house. And then you fight the creatures in the house. It's, it's kind of weird. It's really Hmm. interesting idea, but the, the story is actually kind of short on the short side. I think I played through it in like two settings. Um, but the a r functionality in the book works really well um, and like for for most like most of the game, you'll be talking to a character who uh like appears in your surroundings, so you talk to her and then she asks you to go look for something in the book and then like sometimes like things will pop out of the book or scenes take place in the book um and then you fight a like a spirit comes out and you fight the spirit um and the fighting is really just like. More of like a you have to search for them in your living room and take pictures of them at the right times and stuff like that. And then that's kind of like the gist of the game. and You just kind of rinse and repeat a few times and then it's over. But um, I think it's a good proof of concept of what is possible. But the problem is, is that the campaign, like the story is pretty short. And this being a Japanese game, when you finish the campaign, it goes, you've unlocked Story Mode Plus. Yeah. Play through again to learn more about the story. And it's like, why didn't I have this... Like, just tell me that there was a hard mode. I would have played hard (laughs) the first time, right? And uh, the other weird thing is that, like, the AR book requires a lot of light. And if you've ever used a 3DS, you'll notice that the screen is pretty glossy. Like, the top screen is glossy, so right? So you have a lot of light, a glossy screen, and then a game that's supposed to be spooky, so it's dark. I was looking at myself most of the time in the reflection of the 3DS screen, like (laughs) because that's not what's supposed to happen. Like, if you play a game like kid icarus it's super bright you don't think about your reflection you know you don't even see yourself in the screen you can play it in the dark um so i I don't know this game was like i feel like it didn't need to be a thriller i felt like this game could have been something else could have been an rpg
2: an interesting use of the ar essentially yeah Uh, at least it's innovative right
1: yeah Mm -hmm. i mean like that's that's my beef with nintendo and like anytime like a novel control scheme comes out or novel hardware comes out is that you really need to make things that actually use it to sort of justify like the functions at, you know, anyways. So, yeah. um, and then like, after you clear the story, there's like some mini games, stuff you can play, but that's really it. So it's not really like as deep of an experience that I want it to be. Um, but I think if, if you are a 3ds owner and you're looking for something that kind of showcases some of the other features of the 3ds, um, other than the 3d, like spirit Camera is like, worth a like a used copy or a rent i guess it's it's that's just weird. weird you know what huh. i mean there's a lot of like yeah, i think
0: i think i heard them talk about this on press to reset a couple months ago i think yeah um, i think mel it, was playing it yeah okay and um i'm glad i'm glad you gave it a shot it did seem like something that you would enjoy but you know i mean it's hard to get something that's that's deep <laughs> on, on a on, on 3ds <laughs>
1: I mean, but, like, Kid Icarus, I think, has something like 26 levels in it or some shit like that. I've been playing that game forever, and I love it. I, like, I don't know what was up with this game. It's weird to, like, you know, I'll tell you what the 3DS doesn't do is that it, it's not like the Kinect, so it can't... Like, if I'm standing in this room, it could put, like, a full-size character on top of my bookshelf, yeah. which, perspective-wise, doesn't look right. It's really strange. So when yeah. when you're trying to fight these characters, like, in your living room or in your bedroom or whatever that are supposed to be, like appearing all around you they don't always like appear in the right proportions so there will be like (laughs) a tiny little person like standing on top of my tv stand or something and it's like super bizarre i don't know (laughs) i I I just i mean it's a good experience it should be the start of something that you know like this is a proof of concept not like a full yeah thing in my opinion yeah huh so matt you finished hunger games
2: well hold on so just wave your hands at me when you want me yeah, back. yeah I, okay. was, I was gonna say well, we I'm need to warn to before we start moving into this. i did have five minutes i did have one question and this is off topic but on topic scott okay. is there a phoenix Wright game for the 3ds yet or no you know what i don't think there is that is such are... a fucking awesome game too
1: what is what is sorely lacking from the nintendo 3ds are first party titles or like yeah. those blockbuster titles like phoenix Wright. yeah or, like, even a Professor Layton, which I understand is super popular. So I never
2: did Professor Layton. I played Phoenix Wright, and I, I loved the hell out of it. I really didn't expect much from it at all, and I ended up really loving the game. So. A game
1: like that would be super awesome, especially with an AR booklet, because if you're, like, an attorney, you could do, like, research ahead of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
2: I don't know, man. I'll never, I'll never know. All right, so Ash is gone. Um... <sighs> We, he's in the cone of silence he's in the cone of silence <laughs> we've mentioned this a few times uh that i was reading hunger games after i don't know if i ever made fun of it but I, I never was really looking to read it and then i picked it up the reason i picked it up was it was on the amazon primes like free readers list so i picked it up in the mm-hmm. in the prime library and read the first one i loved the first one got the second one liked the second one picked up the third one finished it uh yesterday yeah yeah so and? uh well this is well first we should say this is spoiler full so if you have yes. not read any of the Hunger Games books or you've only read one or two of them or you've only seen the movie and you don't want to know the rest of the story of Hunger Games <laughs> now is mm. the time to fast forward about probably 10 minutes ahead. and then uh, <laughs> 5 minutes maybe 10 minutes and uh, yeah and uh, catch up with the rest of the podcast there because we're going to talk about Father's Day and that's a nice thing so uh, yeah all right, so I had to look up – I am I am not good with ending controversies, I put in quotes, because okay. I kind of always just view things as ending how the creator intended them to end, and it's yeah. not really my story. I enjoyed it. I'm glad they made it, but I didn't write it, so <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with it ending <laughs> however they decided it should end. Right. Uh, so I had to actually look up the controversy to see what, what it was, what the hubbub was.
1: What was the controversy?
2: Um, There was a few. Some people thought it was really light and kind of rushed at the end that they felt like when it ended and Katniss is all of a sudden having kids and like they just they just like rush through this epilogue part that that everybody's like, well, what the fuck? I would have loved to know what those kids names were or what they were doing at the time. You know, like that kind of thing uh, was Mm -hmm. one of them. The other was that I think some people actually had a problem with the choice of her shooting
1: coin. Oh really? I totally expected that to happen. Hillary, yeah, I did
2: too. Did was am I right on yeah, that? Hillary? I did too. I, I, yeah, too. Yeah,
4: that was a controversy. No, but I I agreed with the author on that yeah, one. Yeah, like yeah, I, I was like I, I I I wasn't really concerned about Katniss's choices as much as I was just I felt like it was like and I have to finish this somewhere, so I'm gonna end it here.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. Felt like it it yeah. felt like it felt like they were building, 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 and then it just was like yeah, fuck, end it. I'm out of pages. Like, <laughs> yeah. like what happened? Yeah, I,
4: also the, the romance. I know that you're not, the, it wasn't the reason you were reading the book, but the romance aspect seemed really light. I mean, it, I felt like well, it was. I don't, I don't know. I
2: don't feel like they needed the love triangle. It really felt just pointless. Like, the, yeah. the story between her and PETA uh, made sense to me. And I was like, okay, that's going to be the love interest. Totally cool. Mm-hmm. Worked for me, made sense. All of it was good. The Gale stuff felt really forced yeah and felt like they were trying to hammer something into the story that just didn't like why can't she just be best friends with Gail and why can't Gail just be best yeah. friends with her like why is there it's this a young weird,
1: adult novel right? yeah,
2: like why does this love triangle have to exist, and maybe it would in real life, I don't know, you know like teenage boys are
1: are into ladies, but like. Well, you know what I mean? some of would, them, some of them, them been a, <laughs> you know it would have been a love square with miley cyrus is what it would have been
3: <laughs> you, you know
2: what i mean like it just it felt really weird so and then like that was the other controversy was everybody was really mad about how quickly gail's story ended and that had literally yeah. zero completion to it it just was like he's in two now doing other things and you're like oh he. so because she literally like Gets taken okay, by the guards, passes nice. yeah. out, mm-hmm. wakes up, and then she's married to Peta, has kids, and Gale's gone. And that's yep. like mm-hmm. that's like the whole thing. There's no more to it, right? So I really
1: thought, I thought there'd be more backstory on Haymitch, too, like because they kind yeah. of build him up this enigma.
2: I kind of feel like that's a they're going to do more books to be honest with you. Oh, do you like really think so? I could see a prequel with Haymitch's story, yeah. They they tease guess, they tease around his story a lot without ever really getting into it because they introduce all these old timers yeah. like yeah
4: mm, yeah mm, mm. well and also the the just the the setting is so rich that there's there's a lot of possibility there like you know and how did the Hunger Games start I mean they told us in like a you know kind of a background but it could be cool to see you know how it originally came to be and the reaction of the districts when you know the capital said. Yeah. Now we're going to take your children. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Did a, oh, yeah. there was okay. also controversy about about um, Katniss choosing to do another Hunger Games with the Capitol's kids. Yeah. Mm. So, and I feel like the drug thing was a really was a cop out. Uh, not not a cop out for Katniss, a cop out for the writer to be able to do whatever she kind of wanted without having yeah. to have any kind of real reasoning behind it. It just was like, well, she was fucked up, and Peeta was fucked up, and that's just how it works. And you're like,
1: oh yeah, I thought that was a little weird when he came back like
2: that.
4: Yeah, well, I, I, I mean, I felt- don't like. I, I don't really like it when writers use, you know, use the they passed out and then they wake up to oh, guess what everything's different. I mean, all that's, over that's, these books. Yeah, I don't. I'm not into that. I mean, I, I get it. Like once, once is okay. It's like, oh God, that's wow. But I, I don't know. I just I felt like it was a device that
2: so, shouldn't. Have so been how used. did how did you guys kind of rank? For me, it was like Hunger Games was my favorite book. I would actually probably put Mockingjay as my second and then the middle one felt really rehashed to me and I just didn't really enjoy it. But I don't know how you guys felt. Like what what were your feelings on those on that series?
1: I would put them in order. Really? As they are now. Yeah, I didn't really care yeah. for Mockingjay that much. I was kind of like I was so confused like reading through that book. I was just like I don't even know, man. You know, like Yeah. They kind of like broke down that like I don't know, to me it was kind of like harry potter in the sense where it's like every year harry potter goes to school something happens and then when you get to harry potter 7 all of a sudden they're not in school anymore and they're camping and i thought that's kind (laughs) of like what mockingjay was where it's like well they're not doing a hunger games anymore they're just like well see but that's what
2: so that's what i would argue is different though because me harry potter goes to school and something happens but it's not the same thing happens every year and in two when they were like You're in The Hunger Games again. I was like, what the fuck? I literally almost put the book down. I was like, this is fucking stupid. I don't even want to read this. And then I was like, well, maybe it'll be totally different and weird. And then it was like, nope, it's just The Hunger Games again. I'm like, I'm just reading the same damn story a second time. I knew they were going to go somewhere with it It was the only reason I kept going. Mm -hmm. But it just was like... Right when it happened, my initial gut reaction was like, turn the book off. Let's not turn it off. Turn the book off. Wow. We are truly in the 21st century. Why are we reading yeah. it on your Kindle? <laughs> uh, close the book, you know, and put it down and never pick it up again. That that was definitely was like my gut to that. But but I don't know. I, it, the series as a whole I felt was, was good. You know, it was written pretty yeah. well. I didn't need the love triangle. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that makes like some pretty good way. movies.
2: <laughs> I have to see that. I'm going to watch the movie now that I've finished everything. What'd you say, Hillary?
4: No, it's kind of like the love triangle that was in, um, snow white and the huntsman.
2: Yeah. Pointless you know? just there.
4: Yeah. I, I actually, I would agree more with Scott on the ranking. However, I, I think that like the first one was innovative and new and it was like, Oh wow. You know, this is off in the future and it has a different premise than what I was used to seeing, mm-hmm. you know, cause we, we've been inundated with, you know, vampire books yeah. and this yeah. was like, wow, this is new. That's true. And, yeah, and and that's and, and I really loved the first book, but you know, I guess the second one would be next, but it's like really far down the chain. I, yeah. I was really disappointed with two and three. I mean, three, I was the most disappointed with. Really, but yeah, but number two didn't. I mean, the the series as a whole, like I love the IP, like I love I love the setting and the idea behind it, mm, but I just yeah. I felt like it wasn't it wasn't all that I wanted it to be.
2: Okay, I, I kind of tempered yeah. it. I feel like my I wasn't super disappointed the whole time because I it. And this is where I also I would say it strays from Harry Potter. The Harry Potter I never read Harry Potter and felt like, well, I'm reading a kid's book. You know, like every time oh, I, did, no, I didn't forgive right. it for
1: things. And oh, I'm definitely not trying to compare the two series. Not right not at all. I, I know what you're saying, but I'm saying
2: that this book I definitely read it with the sense that well, this is a like I feel like it's the same way I would read Twilight, which is like well, this is a this is a teen book. You know, like I'd, I'd forgive it for mm-hmm. things that are happening because it's it's written you know, for young adults to read and not necessarily with the the idea that somebody who's had plenty of life experience is reading this book, you know, or something like that. Right. No, you're right. The the only other thing I'd like to to kind of like cap it off with is that given given a choice between what I know about books like Twilight or stories of that and Hunger Games, I would much prefer Mm -hmm. my 13 year old daughter to be reading a story about Katniss than a story about Bella. Sure. I agree absolutely like i i didn't read this book going like what a weird character it was just like the way she reacted to things felt very normal it felt real but she also had mm-hmm. that kind of toughness and grit to her to like make it a a good strong character that i was like happy to read about you know what i mean like that that felt Agreed. good and felt like empowering in a way so.
3: Yeah.
4: Well, and also, I mean, I would, I would really not, if I had kids, I would not want them to read Twilight at a, such a young age, just simply because well, it's all about, it's all about you're falling, falling in love, in love with, with someone you. who's, yeah, it's like seventy years old or more, yeah, yeah. hundred years older oh than God. you, who's killed people, and well, you find that fascinating. Thirteen may <laughs> have been the
2: wrong age, but my, you know, my my teenage daughter yeah. or whatever, I'd much <laughs> rather read about like a uh, a girl who rises up to an occasion than about a girl who's stuck in a love triangle you know even though this one is stuck in a love triangle it's literally not the main it's clearly not the main point of the story and you know so yeah cool well let's signal ash and uh we will move on with the podcast
1: he's removing the cone of silence he is
4: yes (laughs)
0: <laughs> right, we are back with our rated NA sixty-four question of the week, and the question was: In honor of Father's Day, did you grow up with a gamer or a nerdy dad? If so, what games or movies did your dad play? And we have a handful of responses from our awesome community as well as our own. Uh, and you guys want to actually start off?
2: Scott posted a cool picture sure. today of him and his nerdy dad.
1: Uh, cool. I think uh, it may have been my parents that got me into Disney World. I mean, like most parents do, but... um, My dad didn't do a lot of gaming, but... um, I do remember... like, I I think my parents were responsible for me like getting started with Nintendo Power when I was a kid. Because I remember having that first issue of Nintendo Power. I don't know where it came from. And I I think they must have sent it to people in the mail that maybe bought a Nintendo and sent in the registration card or something. So, um, I mean, without... Like, I guess without my dad, I wouldn't be a gamer, you know, for them to get me started on stuff like that. It's cool. Which is pretty awesome. So, I mean, I know I would like to get my kids gaming if I have kids someday. I think that'd be awesome.
0: I think that it's changed a lot. Like, I, you know, as you guys are aware, I was just at a wedding for like, Essentially, like three days, and there are a lot mm-hmm. of little kids there. Those little kids are so incredibly tech savvy and they walk around with tablets and and iPhones, and they're playing with them all the time and we're talking like yeah. three three year olds with a tablet, just like you know not smashing it, not breaking it. they know it's fragile, and they're you know using it to play games on their own, and that's that's very, very different, like you know I didn't get my hand on a game until I was probably like yeah you know, maybe seven, really. Mm-hmm first time I played anything but it is it is different and I think it's I think gaming is a little bit more acceptable at this point I mean social games are just massive and I think people of you know all walks of life are playing them so
4: yeah I mean m- my dad is definitely the reason why I'm a gamer slash sci-fi nerd slash you know all kinds of nerdy movies and tv shows and games so yeah I mean I, to be fair I was an only child so I had to play the part of the son and the daughter so, you know, I was out throwing, I was out throwing like, you know, baseball with my dad and then, you know, going shopping and getting makeup with my mom and then coming home and playing, you know, Atari or Nintendo or whatever cool. game console. Yeah. And like he bought me the consoles and taught me how to play games and introduced me to Star Wars and Star Trek. And yeah, all of my nerdy cred goes to my dad. So That's awesome. very cool. Good time. happy Father's Day, dad.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we have some answers from some folks as well. Uh, the first is from Chris Sisley, our friend in Brooklyn. Who lives down the street from me. And down the street from Matt. And he says, I saw Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure with my dad just about every weekend. The summer it came out easily more than ten times. And actually, you know what? Um, I went and saw this with my dad in the theater as well. And uh, I, t- I told when I met Alex Winter... Last year, I told him about this, and I kind of embarrassed myself in front of him. But Uh um, this was one of the reasons I got interested in history was Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure because it was my first exposure to like a lot of those historical characters. And when I met Alex Winter, I totally just gushed and was like, "You're the reason I'm a teacher." And he's like, "Just get the fuck away from me." (laughs) So um, crates,
4: man, so crates. Yeah,
0: so crates, (laughs) right? And and now uh, at the end of the year, I actually show that film to my classes, like the last day of class when they're done with their finals and that stuff that is amazing so it is, it oh, is. And they're like that's... we know all these people i'm like yes so ash didn't your dad
2: kind of foster your love of movies speaking of that
0: yeah my dad um it's interesting like my dad was always a big movie buff and um you know he, he um you know, nothing like the level i'm at now but he was always he always showed me movies that i shouldn't have been watching when i was a kid like i think i saw apocalypse now when i was like five <laughs> um, Wow. you know and, and things like that and like i had no filter with movies growing up. Um, And I don't know if that was bad parenting or else. Or (laughs) my parents were just like, he's mature enough, but... um, I talked about it on the podcast in the very beginning, but I had my own video rental card when I was about seven. And I would ride to... I lived on an island, so I'd ride down to the the island um, video rental place called Pick-A-Flick, and I would rent (laughs) everything. Like, everything. Like, they would rent me rated R movies and everything. And I would just watch... I watched every horror movie in the entire video store. So it was... You know, my parents were totally, I don't know why, but they were like, great, you know, watch those horrible slasher films. See what happens to you. (laughs) Um, So I watched all of them. And, you know, my parents were definitely into the movies and stuff like that. As for games, though, um, it's weird. Like, I have a very addictive personality. So, like, when I got into gaming, uh, my dad was like, really, he's like, you need to not do that as much as you do. And um, you know, my mom was my mom was the same way. He's like, you spend way too much time doing um, those video games. Um, Wait, so those are the two th- th- best
2: th- impressions I've ever heard of your parents. Usually, it's <laughs> a fat Italian guy oh. and a uh, whiny yeah. Jewish mother. Yeah,
0: yeah, <sighs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> you need to stop playing
3: those video games. <laughs>
0: And that's that's my mom' impression, but uh, my my dad actually my dad had a system before I did. He had an Atari twenty six hundred, and um, he had a bunch of games. I remember playing like Enduro and Tank and all these, you know, all those like really old school um, Frogger Pitfall. and Pitfall. Of course, Pitfall, absolutely. So I played all of those um, on his system when I was a little little kid. And um, then when I got my first Nintendo and my Sega Master System, um, he stopped playing. I don't think I've seen him play a game since. So um, he's always interested when I tell him. He, like, he'll, you know, see something on CNN about a game. Like, he knew about Mass Effect. And, and I was like, he's like, yeah, he's oh, awesome. playing. Yeah. And he's like, you playing that game? I'm like, oh, am I ever? You know, so we'll talk for a few <laughs> minutes. But his attention span is pretty <laughs> – he doesn't have much attention span for stories about video games. So he kind of tunes out about halfway through the conversation. See
4: so- just really quickly, I just want to let you everybody know that my Father's Day gift to my dad was Mass Effect 3. And we Whoa. spent about an hour nice. on the phone talking strategy today. That's so. cool.
0: That hey is dad. incredible. That Mass is incredible. Rad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Yay, Hillary's dad. That's awesome. Did you Yay. tell him what class he should play? Um, no, no he actually
4: you know, He imported he imported his, his save from Mass Effect 2, and he's, so he's got his played,
0: own. He's played the trilogy.
4: Oh, yeah, start with
0: two definitely. Or one? Wow. He started with so one. So your dad's actually a gamer, like right now.
4: Yeah, sort of. He's got like a man cave, and he'll like escape from my mom.
0: Wow! You <laughs> go downstairs and cave. play. We all yeah. need a man.
4: Yeah, or or a woman cave in my in my. <laughs> yeah. Um, Let's not talk but... about
0: your woman cave. Let's
4: just. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> Zing. Sorry, Dad.
1: <laughs> no. That's unfortunate. We just wanted this precious
0: moment.
4: moment. Do you feel bad, Ash? <laughs>
0: No, I'm a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh boy. So at Ariana Lee, our friend Ari Bailey says, Because of my dad, I love Star Trek, Briscoe County Jr., Close Encounters of the Third Kind, X Files, Outer Space and Magic, Andy bought us a Coleco vision in nineteen eighty six. So thanks to him I know how awesome Burger Time is.
3: <laughs> and Ari is Ari uh-huh.
2: is a total nerd, gaming nerd. She played D and D with us in our troop. She was she oh, did
0: yeah. she was in her crew i miss d and i miss
2: it so bad. when i was listening to her talk about or her sorry when i was listening to hillary
0: <laughs> that
2: girl when <laughs> i was listening to that girl the whoever's sitting walk, in this, this skype room <laughs> uh, when i was listening to hillary talk about uh the recocking, I, I i was uh fantasizing about D and how much i miss it
0: yeah
1: it's yeah. such a good campaign too
0: <sighs> it was we'll never know what happened never just just to piss Matt off, Hillary, I played a character that was mute. It was awesome, and uh, and <laughs> and the only way the only way he would talk, he like he like got his cunt, tongue cut out or something like that. The only way he would talk is he had a familiar little imp that would travel <laughs> with him, and so whenever I talked, I would be the imp, and I'd be like master says that i have to go to the ship so i talked like that for like <laughs> months at a time. It, was so, it was that pretty... was such
2: a fucking great campaign though and we're not gonna sidetrack for too long because like scott was like scott came to me and he's like all right i know what i want to play and i'm like what's that because everybody had to have a role like they were in airships kind of a role. <laughs> scott's like i want to be the chef and i was like okay cool and he's like <laughs> he's like and I'm gonna make a chef and I'm only gonna fight with chef things. And he literally carried like a rolling pin and a knife, and like that's how he fought, and like would, oh that's it was awesome. ridiculous. I
1: painted I made I made my little model to carry a rolling pin and I was so stoked for the campaign that I wrote a two page backstory for him too. <laughs>
2: and to be fair, I did <laughs> I did fun. I spent basically I hated my job at the time and I would just spend days at a time writing this campaign out and I created this like humongous backstory like to the point where i think our first play session was just me reading about <laughs> who you <Yeah>. were <laughs> what was going on at the time i was like here's this and this and there's this i'd like printed it all out for everybody it was ridiculous but anyways i do yeah. miss it horribly there- oh. that's
4: awesome
2: so uh i think i'm the only one left uh my dad um was not a gamer nerd he did spark my love of gaming because in like 80 80- God, it was it was probably like eighty six or eighty seven. They saved up forever and bought this computer. Uh, so we had an IBM in like the late eighties, and all it played was Load Runner.
1: I played the living <laughs> shit Lode out
2: of Load Runner. I played it so much it was ridiculous. I Played Load Runner in like one other game, and it was like all I got to play. But I played those endlessly. Um, awesome. That's what started my game. But what he really created me as far as a nerdy thing goes was uh he's the reason that i like to like take things apart and put them back together like i used to sit in the garage with him and like disassemble stuff or build things with him and it's like it's like how i got my love of creating stuff i guess and uh that's that's kind of the nerdy thing that my dad instilled in me i I remember when i was in cub scouts and we made uh uh what is pine car derbies I yeah, was like yeah, nerd yeah. heaven Box for cars. my dad. Me and him would sit in the garage for like ever. He had like schematics and plans and how we would build it and like shape it and which way it needed to be weighted to, to run the fastest and all this other crap. It was ridiculous. But yeah, that's 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 what what kind of nerd my dad was that we we bonded on. So very cool. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Cool. Can I can I add one more thing since of we are course. talking about Father's Day? Um
3: absolutely while
1: my while my dad wasn't a huge gamer my grandfather is probably the reason why I'm into computers as much as I am because he had a like a Packard Bell and I think before that we may have had like a I think it was like a Tandy or something Oh man but anyways the point of the story is that like he had games on that computer and I figured out how to use them so he had like this King Arthur and the Knights <laughs> of the Round Table which was awesome and he also had Leisure Suit Larry on the computer. Oh man! And huh. he did not—he did not care that I used it. So like, I was like maybe ten years Early old. Early perversions. Ten years old, like, you know, point-and-click adventure, Leisure Suit Larry, like, learning about things. Games. Yeah. I didn't need the talk. I I played Leisure Suit Larry. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Do you like, need oh, the talk?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you you were taught by Larry himself. You just got to bag it up, man, because if you don't, game uh, over, like, oh, man. You, you, now you're, you're oh, like no. oddly attracted to uh, four-bit <laughs> boobs. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Whenever oh, I no. see four-bit boobs, it's Oh, over. man, and that censored, that censored sign would just do this in the bed. Oh, man, that was
0: good times. <laughs> He's making a strange hand motion for those of you in yes. the audience.
1: You remember that? Because once you bedded that girl at the motel, like it would just say censored. He still remembers this vividly. But the, this getting kind of weird. The censored sign wow. would just bounce up and down. You, yeah. Scott, he's taking his clothes Scott, off.
2: did you kickstart the,
1: the leisure suit, Larry? No, I did not. But I, you knew it would get funded yeah, anyways, know. you know. <laughs> yeah, so
4: by the way, my dad said um, when we were talking about Mass Effect 3 today, he said, Yeah, Ashley likes me again. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> 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 I don't know if I
3: want to know that.
1: This is weird.
0: Don't tell mom. Oh, man.
4: I don't know. am like, Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> Maybe we'll sleepers. get uh, Kimberly Brooks sleepers. on the podcast and really embarrass him that's what we should yeah. do we should get kimberly brooks on the podcast and get your dad in on skype and then they can talk and it'll be the most awkward <laughs> oh thing ever
4: yeah and my dad used to be like a radio host oh like what, on radio. what? He was like a disc jockey. yeah he was like a really cool dude you know disc jockey <laughs> right and yeah no he he would dig that
2: can you do the, you <laughs> do the podcast awesome. intro we'll just reuse that and just like put a new number in each time yeah, Six, yeah. he'll do. He'll do the whole like we get a real radio voice instead of my nasally whatever it is voice during the
0: podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be great. Uh, yeah,
1: he's, all good right. he's gonna, well, Let's let's
0: wrap this up.
2: Just like Leisure Suit Larry. Ooh, yes,
1: ooh. zing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my dad also bought the Cobra base for GI Joe for me for Christmas one year. That big Cobra oh. dome. Yeah. And uh, I was awake and I heard him drop it out of the closet on top of himself and start cussing <laughs> and <then laughs> kick it down the hallway. <laughs> and then he put it together and I like freaked out the next morning. And, and he told me later, he was like, yeah, if you hadn't freaked out, I would have completely lost it Christmas morning. He said it was the biggest pain in the ass <laughs> to get it out of the closet and then like get it all put together.
0: <laughs> the thing was, was huge. That was second only to the aircraft Which carrier. my friend Tim
2: had down the block. We had the whole G.I. Joe set up. It was amazing.
0: Yeah, I had a friend named Tim who had the aircraft carrier Was as well. Is it the same Tim? Why uh, is <gasps> it might have been the same Tim?
2: Did you drive Come five in. hours to hang out with him?
0: Yeah, Spooky. of course. No. <laughs> uh, all right, so that is episode sixty-four of the Rated NA podcast. As always, you can find us uh, on Twitter at nerdappropriate, uh, Facebook slash nerdappropriate, uh, where else? Gang? Google
2: Plus, Goodreads. We're all over the social yeah. nets
0: we are as always a big thanks to jimmy hinson big giant circles for our intro song you can find him on Bandcamp or at biggiantcircles.com we love you for that jimmy you can in uh, a very dirty way you can email us all ash scott
2: matt or hillary at nerd appropriate you can follow hillary at hillary heskett one l two t's i almost messed it up one l two t's <laughs> right anything else anybody else yeah. Pimping yes, stuff. Perfect. You want to pimp some stuff? You want to pimp things? Plugs.
1: Pimp it out. No, we're good to go. No. Yeah. All right. I said pimp a lot. West
4: Side.
1: Welcome to the West Side. side I'm, Dash. I'm on West Side today too. West
0: Side suckles. Yeah.
1: What? Oh God.
0: <laughs> Gangster. <laughs> Throwing gang signs. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> that was great. <laughs>